1: One of the things I've realized is that there's so many chemicals in laundry detergent and the soaps out there. So I either make it myself, it's actually pretty easy, or I use my green fills. If you go to ChantelRayWay.com soap, I'll give you my free recipe for laundry soap. Or if you just feel like buying one that's really clean and not filled with tons of chemicals, you can get it there. ChantelRayWay.com soap. Hey guys, I'm on my way home from being on national TV talking about intermittent fasting. And I'm answering the question, does intermittent fasting help you lose weight? Maybe you guys have tried intermittent fasting and lost some weight, but now you might just be stuck in a rut where you're not losing as much as you want. Well, I've interviewed over a thousand thin eaters. And I've learned that intermittent fasting is just one of the tools they use, but there's so many more. There's nine other principles that they use to stay thin. To get out of your rut, click here to watch this free video. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. And we have Deborah Wayne, and she is the founder and CEO of the International Chronic Pain Institute. But today, our title is What to Do If You're Stuck in Your Weight Loss and Have Tried Everything and Can't Seem to Lose Weight. So, Deborah, welcome. Tell listeners a little bit about yourself.
0: Thank you, I'm so happy to be here. Hi everyone, so I'm Deborah Wayne, I am the founder of the International Chronic Pain Institute and my specialty is helping people who have been suffering from pain of all kinds, chronic physical pain, emotional pain like anxiety, which we all know now, anxiety, depression, panic attacks, and trauma from the past or from accidents or injuries, and then also the kind of pain like when you've been struggling with your weight for years and you can't get your body the way you want it to be, or the pain of binge eating, yo-yo dieting, and the burnout, the exhaustion that comes from all of this. And I've just been helping men and women for many years now in 150 countries and have helped thousands of people get their energy back and get, meet their goals and dreams and get their lives back on track. Awesome. So what are
1: some things that you need to do if you want to get rid of yo-yo dieting and kind of just being stuck in that rut and you feel like you've tried everything? What are some practical things that people can do?
0: Well, there are really three areas when I work with people that I address, Chantel, that I have found it's, it's absolutely necessary if you really want to get to the root and not just keep looking at the symptoms because the symptoms are never the root of the problem. So first we have to look at our mind. We know from science that everyone is thinking 60,000 thoughts a day minimum. That's a hell of a lot of thinking. Mm-hmm. And if your thoughts are all about what you don't want, I don't like my body. I don't want this. I you know, you're focused on the negative on what you don't want, you will actually put energy into the very thing you're trying to get rid of. And all of my work is based on the fact that everything is energy and nobody's talking about this. They're just looking at pounds and calories and foods. And we have to look at it more as energy. So your thoughts are energy and there are forces real as electricity. So we have to start to drop away the thoughts that are focused on what you don't want and start focusing on what you do want and what's possible for you and ask different questions. So instead of why can't I lose weight, start asking a new question, number one. What is possible for me? What is possible? How can I envision myself, my body, my life? All right? That's number one. Number two, we must examine the emotions. And this is much bigger than people recognize, especially when it comes to food and weight. Emotions are energy in motion. But most people have certain emotions they do not want to feel so what do they do they try to stop suppress repress deny stuff those emotions down and one of the easiest ways to do that is to eat 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 and cover them over and try to self medicate but this will never ever get you where you want to want to go and so we have to examine and find how we're stuffing those emotions and learn to release emotions. It's easier than you think, much easier than you think. So I teach people all the time how to release these damaging thoughts, release these damaging emotions, and people literally can shift overnight just from those two things. Now the third area, and this is my real superpower specialty, is when we work in the energy field around the body. And this is what's so interesting, and it's, it's an, a frontier area of new science. And so it's unfamiliar to a lot of people. But again, everything's energy, and you have a field of energy and information that surrounds your body. And it's like having a recording device that's been turned on your whole life, and it imprints all of your experiences. And some of the things that have happened to you since you were very little that you don't even remember have affected you. And these things can really cause the damaging thoughts, the emotions, the low self-esteem, the reasons we eat, but they're unconscious reasons. It can cause us to even have protection. So for example, I've worked with a lot of people, Chantelle, who have had abuse of some kind, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse. And it's very interesting, but when I see weight that won't come off, that's often my first suspicion because literally as a way of protection from people who harmed them and hurt them, either physically or or mentally or emotionally or all of the above, people will put on weight and carry weight as padding, as protection against those that have harmed them. And this way can stick like nothing, you know. You just can do everything under the sun and not get rid of it until you go deeper into that the trauma. Now, the beautiful thing about working in the energy field is it releases trauma rapidly without re-triggering the trauma because nobody wants to go back and deal with that and look at that and feel that and talk about that for 10 years. People just need it released more rapidly. So those are the three areas that I... Um, mm-hmm really recommend that everyone start to take a look at get help with and, and you've got to do all three in my opinion my professional opinion because I've seen I've worked with people who oh yeah I, I'm a positive thinker and I I say affirmations and all but they're still stuck mm. because not gotten to the deeper emotions and that's yeah.
1: Let's talk about you personally, because you're extraordinarily thin, like you are super, super thin. Um, so talk about, which I would lo- like, I hope you think of that as a compliment, because if anyone ever said to me, you're extraordinarily thin, I'd like run up and hug them. So I want you to know that's a very high, <laughs> high compliment. Um,
0: well, so. you'll find this interesting. So my <laughs> nickname, when I was little, my nickname, you ready for this? Uh huh. Butterball. Oh so I really thought, I had rolls of fat and they That's thought it was funny. so cute and nobody said you were thin. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, I began ballet dancing, ballet dancing when I was four and I wanted to be a dancer more than anything. And I was told you're too fat, you're too short, you're too this or too that. And, um, then, you know, all through, no matter what I did, I couldn't change my body. I, I, I was never like this. Well, Fortunately, I found modern dance when I was in college, in my freshman year of college. And they were more open to all different body types and looks. And so I began uh, training in modern dance and I ended up becoming a professional dancer. And what I discovered was that in the morning, you know, I, I would take. Classes all day long and rehearsals and all kinds of physical activities. So when I got up in the morning, I found that naturally I just wasn't hungry. And that if I ate too much before I went to my first technique class, it was not a good thing. <laughs> so this is years before you anyone ever heard the word keto and, uh, and intermittent fasting. But I naturally learned to fast and to... Pro- long my my eating in the morning until after my first um dance class and lo and behold my weight started to drop like that i became into my ideal body weight and you know what i have never changed since and i've i i naturally have done intermittent fasting since i was i guess 18 19 years old but i didn't know what that was and as it became more and more popular i thought You guys are making such a big deal out of this. I've been doing this for years. Well, that's
1: funny that you say that because um, in my book, I interviewed over a thousand women and I asked them all, you know, what do you do? Not one of them said to me, I do intermittent fasting. Like that never came out of their mouth. They just said, well, you know, honestly, I don't really eat until maybe 12 or one. Some people would say two o'clock some people would say, you know, I just, I don't really start my first meal till two o'clock in the afternoon. And, but they never said they did intermittent fasting. They didn't even know they did intermittent fasting because they never read a diet book. And that's just what they naturally did.
0: Exactly. And every
1: one of them said, I only eat two meals a day. Like maybe okay. I might only eat one meal a day. Like if I'm, if that one meal I'm full and I'm not hungry for dinner, I just don't eat dinner. And so it was like, Ling, ling, ling. That's when I decided to write my book because all these women who were thin
0: just kept saying the same thing. Yeah, count me in. That's exactly my story. Exactly. (laughs) I, I also had been studying Ayurveda, and Mm -hmm. it impressed upon me: you eat when you're hungry. You don't just eat to eat. I kept hearing all the oh, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And you know, I grew up in a medical family. My father was a doctor, and my mother and father literally yelled at me at almost every meal because I didn't eat like the rest of the family and I listened more naturally to what my body wanted and I've always been highly sensitive to my physical body and given it what it needed and so sometimes I slept more than other people when it was very cool not to sleep but I was sleeping away or I would eat differently and I became very aware of the types of food I ate as a youngster as well. I started cooking my own meals, which my mother didn't like cause she was insulted, but the food didn't agree with my system. And so I just learned to listen to my body and my body did not want to eat before 12.30, one o'clock, one thirty. And my body still to this day wants to eat one meal, maybe two or maybe one meal and a light snack of some kind. But I followed that and it's been the secret key
1: Hey guys, one of the things that will take your weight loss to the next level is coaching. You can either work one-on-one with me or one of our certified private coaches. If you'd like, you can schedule your free call. It's a 10-minute strategy call just to see if coaching is going to really take you to the next level. The other thing is listening to the audiobook. Listening to the audiobook and getting the video course that I've done, people are seeing dramatic results. If you just listen to the audiobook 30 minutes a day over and over and over again and Get the video course. Go to chantalrayway.com and check out the video course. You won't be sorry you did. Hey guys, I want to tell you about a great product that you absolutely cannot live without and it's called DigestAid. When you're stressed, you might not be able to produce as much stomach acid. And if you're eating a little more right now and you're stressed, you need help to digest your food. My Digest Aid that I created has enzymes that are capable of doing just that. It has both betaine HCL, not just HCL, but an enzyme pepsin that helps your body digest your food, which is really unique. And right now, all of our products are 30% off. Go to ChantelRayWay.com, click on store and get yours for 30% off. Just use the promo code podcast. I don't know about you guys, but I've been doing a ton of cooking lately. And I've been having so many new recipes. Go to ChantelRayWay.com slash free recipes to get the best kale dressing recipe you'll ever have. The dairy-free artichoke dip that you will love for completely free. I also wanna give you my entire free smoothie book that has the best smoothies. One of the things that can help you lose weight is just to replace one of your meals with an amazing smoothie. So if you're eating two meals, just make one of them a smoothie. You can get my free amazing recipe book at ChantelRayWay.com slash free recipe. And our protein shakes are amazing as well. And right now they're 30% off. Go to ChantelRayWay.com, click on store and use podcast for the 30% off your protein shake. So every one of the women, and it's funny that you just said that because I want to highlight this. Every one of the women that I interviewed, the women that were like you that were just really, really, really thin, Um, they would say, I eat a meal and a snack. They're like, I don't eat two meals. Like I might have one meal. I might have like a smoothie for lunch and then I'll have a dinner. Or if I eat a really big lunch, I'm just not eating anything. So it's either one meal or it's a meal and a tasting or a meal and a snack. I just kept hearing that over and over again. And that's it. And if you think about that, if that's all you're eating, those two things in that meal. And, and let me ask you this. Are you snacking every five minutes?
0: Not usually. If I, if I need or feel like a snack, I'll snack. I mean, I don't have a rigid, Mm -hmm. I listen to my body. Listen to your body. Whereas years ago, before all of this naturally occurred, I was measuring food. I was obsessed with food. My father was like that too, just obsessed with counting calories, obsessed with different diets. I'll never forget when we all ate grapefruits all day long thinking, you know, it was just crazy the things we tried and making sure I, you know, one tablespoon of peanut butter or whatever it was, I was just neurotic about measuring and making sure I only ate certain things or certain amounts of things. I don't worry about that now at all. I eat if I'm hungry. Do you ever feel
1: like you're depriving yourself, or do you just say, no, I'm eating what I want?
0: I don't deprive myself. I naturally gravitate to healthy foods. Um, I don't um, crave junk food. I haven't for years. I used to years ago before all this. But what one of the big things I found actually is when I started releasing the emotional pain in my life. I started, and I started doing this energy clearing. I started naturally gravitating towards very high energy foods. It's like, I like look at lettuce and get happy, just looking at lettuce. Now that people would think she's crazy, but (laughs) it makes me happy. The foods that are light and have energy in them, I, I feel good looking at them, the colors. I like taking that in my body. And I've worked with so many people, even just doing the energy healing, Um, And this is fascinating, but people come back and say, Deborah, I lost weight without trying. Or Deborah, I naturally started gravitating towards different foods. I ate pizza and fish and chips and potato chips, and now I found myself juicing kale, and that was something they could never willpower themselves to do before. People even start exercising that never, they just didn't have the discipline and the willpower to exercise but they naturally want to. Once you clear that energy field, it's profound how much easier it gets. When you get those emotions out, you get that, the thinking, the negative thinking flip to the positive. It it changes everything. It's not so hard.
1: Well, one of the things that I heard people, you know, that I talk about in my book is that they say, you know, I don't want to eat to the point where I'm feeling stuffed and I don't want to feel like I'm tired. So -hmm. people all the time, you know, I'm eating to 80% full, or I'm eating to 90% full, or I'm eating to 95% full. I don't even want to get myself to the point where I'm hundred percent full because then I might be feeling tired and I don't want to feel tired. How, How would you respond to that? Would you say you agree with that and kind of describe that in detail?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the key is um, to eat to 80% full, whatever that means. But everybody knows when they're done, but they don't listen. And I'm guilty of it. Don't get me wrong. I don't always do that. Even though I prefer that I will sometimes if something tastes really good, I will overeat and then I'm uncomfortable and pay for it later. It's a matter of, you know, being comfortable in your body and learning to have a really deep intimate relationship with your own body and the body's different every day many things affect this so some days you may need more food some days you may not even feel like eating at all some days you may need more sleep some days you may need different types of foods and if you listen listen deeply inside your body will always tell you and that whole feeling of when you've overdone it and we you know you know what that is like thanksgiving's a great example i love thanksgiving but i don't love pigging out till the point where I'm sick the next day. That is not fun to me. That hasn't been fun for 35 years. So I don't do that anymore. And on occasion, if I eat too much of something, I'm always like, Why did I do that? But
1: then you just fast. See, here's the thing. I would say every woman that I interviewed, they'd say, you know, every once in a while I miscalculate it. Not often, but every once in a while I miscalculate it and I eat a little bit more than I should. And then guess what I do? The next day, if I stopped eating at, you know, five o'clock that day, I might, the next day, I might not eat again until one o'clock the next day or two o'clock the next day until I get myself to them hungry again. I'm right. feeling like I'm empty. I'm ready to start eating a little bit more. Yes. But then they just go, I just start over and then
0: I eat when I'm hungry. I don't go- That The key is eating when you're hungry. Your body has a signal. Now, you know, there were years where when I was stuffing all my emotional pain and I was drinking too much, I was eating too much. Um, I was ignoring my body signals. So I literally lost touch with that feeling of when i was hungry and it took a while to have that natural feeling kick back in i was a little afraid that i had lost it permanently but that's not the case it's just that the body had to reset and i had been overriding all the signals for a while so if anybody's suffering out there thinking well i don't know when my body it's just because you've ignored the signals for too long you've been overriding and you have to give your body a chance to start talking to you again and you have to spend enough quiet time to start listening again. I promise you, the body will reset. It's designed to heal itself. But it has to be given the, the space and the time to, and the right tools to do that. So, so let's I, do
1: some self-talk. Let's, obviously, with COVID-19, the stress is extremely high. I'm hearing people joke, I don't know if you've heard this on the internet and heard people say that they've gained the COVID-19, like they've gained... <laughs> pounds. They're gaining the COVID-19. They've gained 19 pounds. Um, And so I would like you to walk us through kind of the positive self-talk. So let's just say right now someone's sitting at home. They're like, completely stressed. They've lost their job. They're tired of being stuck in the house. They can't go work out, you know, all these things, you know, I can't work out. So I might as well eat. I want to run and get up, eat a pan of brownies. I want to just eat a bunch of chips. I want to do all of this, you know? So what is it? Talk to us a little bit about what do they say? So right now I want to run to the kitchen. I'm stressed to the max.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: give them some real strategies here. What are they saying to themselves? So like, The first okay, thing you
0: want to do before you ever put food in your mouth, you want to stop. You want to look at the food and you want to close your eyes and go inside and ask yourself, am I really hungry? That's the first thing. Am I really hungry? And the second question is, how am I feeling right now? I want you to start to practice stopping asking and internally listening, how am I really feeling right now? And then saying, I love myself enough to take care of myself in positive ways. I love myself enough to do what's best for me. Is eating this brownie a loving act or not? It's as simple as that. Is eating this a loving act? Now, if your body's hungry and you need nourishment and you're ready to eat, and it's, it's, it would be healthy for you to eat, then you eat. If all you have in the world to eat is a brownie, you eat the brownie, but I suspect that's not the case. <laughs> and so what probably it is, is that you're freaking out because you're in the future telling yourself a scary story about something that hasn't happened yet. So what I want you to do is stop and look around and, and say to myself, I'm safe, just for today, Just for today, I have a roof over my head, I have enough food, I am safe. Nobody knows what's happening two minutes from now. We never knew. (laughs) We never knew. But COVID-19 is making us aware of that. And this is a wake-up call for the planet. No one ever had control of the entire future. But COVID-19 is making us aware we don't have control. So the word, see, it's about... It's about getting creative and connecting and calming down. So I want you to stop. I want you to look around. I want you to say, I am safe just for today. All I have is today. Is this a loving act to eat this food? How am I feeling? And then I want you to go look in the mirror and look yourself in the eye and say, you are beautiful. I love you. I care about you. I'm here to support you. And I want you to look at yourself as if you're meeting someone for the first time and really start to be gentle with yourself and speak to yourself like you would a really close friend. Would you want your close friend to shove a pan of brownies down her throat if she was upset? Probably not. You'd calm her down. You'd you'd give her a hug. You'd say something kind. I want you to start doing that to yourself. Mm.
1: I love that. That is great advice. Thank you so much for that. Well, this has been amazing. Anything else that you want to tell listeners that you can think of that we didn't already talk about?
0: I do. I'd like to share that, how important it is to do deep belly breathing for many reasons. If you start to breathe deep in your low belly, below the belly button, see most people breathe up in their chest, especially when they're afraid and anxious and feeling out of control, they'll hold their breath, or they'll stop completely and they'll breathe short in the shallow. I want you to lay down on the floor and put a book on your belly and practice making that book go up and down because your low belly is moving and you're breathing into your low belly. There's several reasons for this. This will activate the vagus nerve, which is known as rest and digest. It calms down your nervous system it will slow down your mind, your fears, and it will actually, it's, it's interesting. It will, it will actually, um, you might have confused the emotion of fear with, with hunger. This will flip that for you. If you do deep belly breathing for two minutes or longer, you're going to probably then notice you're not as hungry. The other benefit is it starts to tone your stomach muscles, which we all need right now because we're sitting more than normal. And it's going to slow down your breathing, lower your blood pressure, help you with uh, sleep. And it just stimulates the whole nervous system in a way that's going to calm you down. And before you know it, you may forget that you were about to eat those brownies. So breathing every day, morning, noon, and night, just two minutes deep Mm. breathing and anytime you feel anxious, or even if you, if you know you're about to eat those foods, go in the other room and do two minutes of belly breathing and see if you're still hungry after that. Love it. That's great advice. Thanks so much for being on our show today. Tell
1: listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you.
0: Absolutely. Go to www.internationalcpi.com. That's the general website. There's a free gift waiting there for you. It is a pain breakthrough bundle, a copy of my ebook, three videos with more techniques like I taught today that will help you calm down your mind, your emotions, and your body. And you can find me on Instagram at Healing Pain Deborah Wayne. Um, everything's on the website. Just go to the website. You'll see all the other links. And thank you so much for being yes. open having me here today thank you you so much well you guys stay tuned because we have
1: another episode coming up in just a few bye-bye for now hey
0: guys thanks
1: for listening to today's podcast if you enjoy the podcast it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on itunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do and as always if you have a question that you
0: want answered email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. thanks again and we'll see you next time